0: Spy balloons, threats of war with Russia, threats of war with China, really threat of World War III that we keep hearing about, not to mention all the junk in our local news or the continuous, I mean, we just keep hearing about all these natural disasters that are happening. I mean, the world is going crazy right now. So how should Christians react to that? I'm seeing all kinds of different reactions from Christians. How should we react to that? There's plenty of people freaking out. There's plenty of Christians freaking out. Plenty of Christians in panic mode. They're going crazy just like everybody else. Why? What should we do? How should we handle that? Stick around and we're going to talk about that in today's video. Hey, everybody, welcome to my channel. I'm Pastor Joshua Putnam. I'm so thrilled that you hit the play button. I hope that today's video encourages you. You know, we are about a year into this war in Ukraine that we've been hearing about continuously. We hear all kinds of different stories. And now I'm seeing that Putin's closest ally is saying that when they get done with this war, when they finally conquer Ukraine, then they want to go for Poland. And that probably scares some of you when you hear that. You know, we all know and probably have have watched in in some way this saga of the, the Chinese spy balloon that went over. And now we're hearing that, well, there's more of them, That There was spy balloons in the previous administration that this has been an ongoing thing. What's going on, right? That's probably what we're asking. I just saw today in the news that a a four-star general in the Air Force is preparing. He sent out a memo and said, be training and be prepared because by 2025, we will be at war with China. That's scary. At least it can be. So how should we react as Christians? How should that impact the way we think and, and what we do in this world? Because it's easy for us to get caught up in that. It's easy for me to get scared and, and to start worrying and, and to freak out like everybody else is about that. If you've been a part of my channel very long, you've heard me say that our theology determines our attitude. And then our attitude, out of our attitude comes our actions and our reactions. So when we're looking at the craziness in the This world. We need to let theology determine and lead our attitude toward that. So today I want to give you four biblical ways that we should react to what's going on in the world around us. Number one, we should live in peace, guys. Live in peace. When the world is freaking out, they don't need another voice in that chaos. They don't, they don't need us piling onto that, especially when the Bible tells us we shouldn't be living that way. The Bible tells us we should have peace. Live like you're on the winning side. Live like you have the peace that Jesus promises. Think about John chapter 14 and verse 27. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Think about how different you're going to look. Think about how bright your light is going to shine if you're living in this peace. If you, are, if you are not being afraid and your heart is not troubled with, with what's going on around you. People are gonna notice that calm. They're gonna notice your assurance as you walk through this life. Guys, we need to live in peace. And here's why we need to live in peace. That's our number two. We need to live in peace because we need to have this reaction and understanding that God is in control. I just I wonder if we forget that. Or right? I know we forget that. I wonder why we so easily forget that God is in control of literally everything that's going on in the world. God is in control of it. There is not one thing that has happened in this world or that is going to happen in this world that is outside of God's control that somehow accidentally happened because God lost track of what was going on. We didn't have a a Chinese spy balloon come across our country the way that it did because God was distracted somewhere else. No, everything is in his control. Not only that, We worry about the people who are in control. We we worry about them. But let's look at what Proverbs says. Proverbs 21 in verse 1. The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. Do we believe that about our God? that the king's heart, the ruler's heart, every ruler that is in this world, his heart is in the hand of the Lord. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, then why doesn't he turn their heart towards good? Well, God has a plan that's far beyond any plan that we can understand, and we know that God uses that evil. Read your Bible. Read the Old Testament. Read the New Testament. What happened in Jerusalem, even? In the New Testament, persecution came to the church and it scattered the church. That seems bad, but God God was using that to live out his purpose, and the church began to grow all through the world. God uses the things that we don't understand for his good. Look at Daniel chapter 2 and verse 21. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. When we're worried about these guys that are in control, these people that are in control of our world, we're worried about them, we're stressed about them, we're, we're listening to the chaos around us, and we're, and we're becoming anxious about that, we need to realize God has put them there. Again, do we understand it? Not always. But God put a man like Pharaoh in charge in the Old Testament. God put put other people in charge. It tells us in Scripture that Jesus came to earth at the exact right time, and God had set those rulers who eventually would condemn Jesus to the cross, he set them up for a reason, to work out his plan. Every ruler is in a position, in the position they're in because God put them there, whether it's for good or for evil, whatever they're working, God is using that and God is working his plan. We have to trust that when the world is going chaotic. We have to live in peace. We have to live with a uh, just a, a, an assurance, a calm assurance that God is in control. Number three, here's what I want to tell you. Christians, please, please, please stop being surprised. When we see bad things happen, we, we're surprised. We, we kind of freak out. It, it just amazes me at the amount of attention I'm seeing that's being given to uh, this guy, Sam Smith, who had this performance that I haven't watched. I've seen the pictures. I've heard about it, and I believe was probably not a good performance, it wasn't honoring to God. But why are we surprised? We live in a sinful world. Romans 3 tells us nobody that that is that is unsaved or were born unsaved. So, so unless we've received Christ as our Savior, this is, this is the world, right? Nobody fears God. Nobody seeks God. Those, those people in the world are quick to shed blood. They don't know and understand peace. So why are we so surprised when the world starts going crazy? In fact, the Bible tells us it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. So why are we surprised at that? Why do we let that set us back? Why do we get anxious about it? Why do we feed into the chaos instead of being a calm assurance in the world? They don't need our chaos feeding into their chaos. They don't need our fear. We have no reason to be fearful. This is where we live. We live in this world, and we live here for a purpose, and that purpose is to bring hope to the chaos. Don't be surprised, don't freak out, don't let it Don't let it throw you back when crazy things happen, when chaos happens, when there's threats of war or you see war or you see evil happening. It is the world we live in. We're here to bring light and we're here to bring hope. And that brings us to my fourth point, don't run from it. Christians, please don't run from the chaos. We have this idea that we want to shelter ourselves from it. I'm a parent, and it, it scares me. It, from a human standpoint, it scares me of what my kids are going to have to live in someday. But I have to remind myself of the things we've talked about, that God is in control, that God has put them here on this earth for this purpose. And I have a purpose now in their lives, and that is to prepare them to be able to live in this world and in the world they're going to live in. I hear Christians talking about the idea that whether they're actually going to do it or not, they, they love this idea that they're going to just sell everything and go live off grid, right? Man, we think about if I could just go live all by myself in the middle of the woods somewhere and grow my own food and never have to worry about what goes on in the world, can I ask you, what kind of purpose would there be in this life? And maybe you say, well, I want to raise my kids in that environment. No, you don't. That is not why you're here. That's not why your kids are here. You are here. Your kids are here. I'm here so that we can go, Matthew 28, 19, go make disciples. Go into the world. Don't run from the world. Go into the chaos. Don't run from the chaos. We know the world is going to be chaos and we know that we are here to make a difference in the chaos, And what that means is we need to be preparing our children to live fearlessly in this world, and we ourselves need to be growing in Christ and training and preparing so we too can live fearlessly in this world. Let me leave you with one last thought. Philippians chapter 1 verse 27, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. That's what Jesus tells us to do. He doesn't tell us to freak out. He doesn't tell us to have all this anxiety. He doesn't tell us to run from our problems. He says, let your manner of life, no matter what's going on around us, So he says it this way, the world could be burning down around you and I, but let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel. Can I tell you, the anxiety and fear about what's happening in the world around us is not worthy of the gospel because the gospel says Christ is the victor. We're on the winning side. We know what's going to happen. Paul says for me to live as Christ, and if I die, well, that's gain. That's living our lives worthy of the gospel. Living our lives worthy of the gospel is getting out into the chaos and bringing them hope, bringing them light, bringing them the gospel, loving them where they are in the middle of all this chaos. They don't need another chaotic voice. They need a calm and peaceful and loving voice that's going to speak the hope of the gospel into their lives. And then we let God do the rest. We let God take the Word, His Word, the Gospel, and we let the Holy Spirit take that. And Lord willing, we pray that they will be redeemed, they will have new life, and they too now can learn to live the peace that we have. Guys, let's not overreact. I know that from a human standpoint, there's scary things going on in this world, but we have a job to do. Don't get distracted. Keep your head down. Remember who you are. Remember why we're here. And remember what our, who our God is and what he has said. And let's live that hey, if this video has been an encouragement to you in some way, maybe it's just challenged you to get back out there and get going. Maybe it gave you some sort of calm in the midst of all this chaos and it's helped you think through everything that we're seeing in the news. If that happened, please hit the like button. That really helps my videos. You might not think so, but just a click on the like button tells YouTube that you've liked it and others have liked it and it and it just shoves it out to more people. So please hit the like button. And if you are brand new to my channel or maybe you've been watching for a while and you've never subscribed, that would encourage me. Just hit the subscribe button. That'll help our channel out as well. So I would appreciate both of those things. Hit the like button, subscribe, and then you've heard it said before, sharing is caring. If you know somebody that would benefit from this video, please hit the share button and send it out to them. And hey, on a different note, maybe you're wondering why I've done this video in a hat. You say, I've never seen you in a hat before because I have this problem with my bald head. If you look real close when I take this off, what do you see? The light is reflecting in my head. So I tried it out. Let me know. Do you like the hat? Don't you like the hat? What do you think? (laughs) Thanks for watching my video. Hey, we got to smile a little bit because God has given us joy and he's given us peace and we're going to have some fun along the way. So get out there and live it. Thanks for watching and I'll see you in the next video.